0: Don't touch the dial. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you something that I don't think I've told you before. I'll be on stage at the DealMaker Live event in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 6th, and 7th. This event is going to be insane. Michael Blanc will be there. Hal Elrod will be there. Corey Peterson. Robert Helms. Are you kidding me? Adam Adams. Joe Fairless. Andrew Cushman. Matt Fairclough, David Zook. Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's gonna be insane. I hope to see you there. Just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash Adam to get an extra 100 bucks off and not to pay full price. Do the forward slash Adam. That link's in the show notes. So go ahead and go into the links and grab your tickets right now to Dallas. I'll see you on July 25th through 27th. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams. And oh my goodness, do we have a monster on the podcast today, Mr. Gavin Timms, originally from England. You're going to love his accent. So we are going to be talking to this guy because if you want to know how you can start making a ton of money, like. Without going into an office, you're going to learn that right now because Gavin is going to teach you how he did that and he's doing that with nothing but a cell phone and a laptop. He got started with no marketing dollars and he's locking up deals and closing them over the phone and you can too. We're talking 200K just in wholesale fees last quarter. The last three months, over $200,000 just in wholesale fees. And He's doing this all from his laptop and his computer, and you can too. We're going to learn a lot on this uh, episode today. A lot, of little, a lot about mindset because everybody's trying to teach you how you know, to go. You have to be in the seller's house. That's what they're teaching. The other gurus say you've got to be inside the seller's house face-to-face if you want to sell it. But Gavin's going to teach us how he made over $200,000 in acquisition fees last quarter by never stepping foot in somebody's home. With that said, Gavin Timms, it's so good to have you, brother. How are you? I'm good, but how
1: are you? It's a pleasure to uh, be on the podcast with you.
0: It's a pleasure to have you and I'm doing fantastic. I'm especially excited that somebody uh, who's been able to do what you've done can come onto the podcast and share with others how to think outside the box, how to do something that not everyone else is doing. So tell me a little bit about that story you shared with me before we started recording when you were not even knowing that you were going to be in real estate, but like something led you down the path. Let's start there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when I, you know, got into real estate, I wasn't even looking. I came across an opportunity that kind of felt like, you know, is it, is it a scam? This doesn't make sense. Are you sure you do this? Um, and we were visiting. Originally, I'm from England. and I was a golf professional and I came out to the United States, stayed here. ended up meeting my wife. We got married and we were visiting back home. Uh, and we were on vacation with my parents in southern England. We happened to be in a coffee shop, and I've always been looking for an online business because from England coming to the United States, one of the main problems is the vacation time, right? Is that you take a full-time job, and it's five days vacation year one, and then you might get like 10 days after three years. It's just not going to work, right? Whole family, everyone's still in England. It's just not going to work. So been looking, could not find anything. Um, and I was just doing golf while I was in the United States. So when we went back home, we we're in a coffee shop and, uh, basically there's a couple next to it. So there's two couples and the tables were quite close together. And there was a guy talking who I knew straight away. He was from Ireland and my wife being American, she was like, oh, he's from South Africa. So, and she's, so we're having this debate, I'm like, no, honestly, he's from Ireland. And she's like, he's not. So I'm like, I'm not to interrupt this guy because I know he isn't just to prove the point. So I interrupted and anyway we got this conversation he's from Ireland he lives in Manchester so he's, he's living in England so we start talking about what we do and he said uh, it'll stick to me to this day he said I'm a property investor but I don't see houses and I said well, that makes no sense so he starts to explain it and we have this conversation he said you'd be good you should look at it because so I told him you know I wanted to get an internet business so That's kind of how then I said, well, you never know. So we kind of left, got his contact information, got back to the United States, started to look up this guy in the UK called Tom Wade. And uh, that was his mentor. So he said, look, this is the guy you should see. And I said, so I spoke with eventually after a few months of thinking about it. Got on the phone with Tom. I had no idea. I didn't even know it was called wholesale at this point. Right. So I was proper, no idea. And um, got on the phone with Tom, and, and he was trying to get me to do deals in the UK to start with. And I was like, I don't know, like, I'm in the time zone, and I'm here, I think I want to do deals here. So I've got this guy, Joe McCall, I can, we can, I'll call him, we might be able to use his material, and I'll teach you. So that's what we did. So I started to go and get going. I was super, you know, um, green, Didn't, I knew nothing. So I started to train just like everybody else, watching the videos. And uh, kind of started happening from there.
0: And one of the things, uh, just, to, just to really clarify this, is there's a lot of people that they want to do it, so they jump into the coaching. And there's other people that are like, I want to do it, but like coaching is expensive. So yeah. I'm going to learn my lessons and spend my money by, you know, making mistakes. Uh, so, so, you know, clarify, you know, what path you chose and why.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I was a golf professional. I used to teach. So I understood the importance of coaching from the get-go. Like, is a, if you teach someone something, if they don't know what they're doing, it's much easier than bad habits, right? So I kind of stuck that with me. So when I went in, I spent $7,500 to get going. And my mentality was, if I can do something, if I can make the money back in six months, it's a win. Um, if it doesn't work out, at least I've given everything I've tried and I'll just pay it off and I'll have to get a job or, or I'll figure it out. So that was kind of my attitude going in. Um, so, so that's what I did. So I got signed up and I got the material and then it was odd. You know, I mean, you, you'd learn all these new things that you have nothing, no, no idea, you know, about. And um, I sent out a one direct mail campaign and I was living and here's the other crazy thing. I was living in Phoenix. All right, And uh, at the time, I'd left San Francisco. I was living in Phoenix and I picked Jacksonville, Florida. So I started mailing on a virtual level and uh, didn't get a deal straight away. And then thought, this is why you can either, I guess, and I'm just going to be honest, like you can sit and cry about it. Right. <laughs> and say, I can't get leads and I can't do a deal. or well, you got to figure it out. So then uh, I sent some mail out. I get calls coming in. I've Got about 42 calls. From from the direct mail piece that I did,
0: um, nothing. Now, wait, really, hold up, hold up, hold up. Forty two calls is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I've sent out direct mail, so I need to know how many pieces you sent.
1: Yeah, uh, not many. I did 750 dollars. Hmm. So that probably was probably about fifteen hundred pieces. Yeah. Um, so and that was back then when the response rates were better, you know, uh, than now. So I don't do any direct mail now. Um, so that didn't work, so then I thought, okay, well, networking people talk about this networking, so let's go to an event. So in Phoenix, there was probably three a day you could go, and I went to the first networking event, right? And it was in the evening, I'd never been to one. So if I don't stand out, you know, like a sore thumb with my accent, I go like dressed up, right? So you see these meetings, people I mean, Phoenix boiling hot, people are in just shorts and t shirts. Here's me, like you know um trousers shirt and and just smart you know way smarter shoes than anybody else in the room so i was like oh this is awkward so kind of it was one of the best meetups i've ever seen and, and maybe you know you know people that do it um and i've i've not seen many more that do it but there's probably 40 people in the room and the and the guy michael who was hosting the event made everyone stand up individually and say why they're here and what are they hoping to get from it and it was incredible knowing now what i know because you have i'm a wholesaler i'm a, a contractor i'm this so you knew who to lock eyes with in the room so you didn't from a networking you know from the start to the, to the end you knew who you were going to go to right or like oh or they're wholesalers or i need to talk to them or they're cash buyers you know so it was genius so it come to me and here's me, been in the business a little bit. And I stood up and saying, look, I'm from England. I was honest, I'm from England. Um, I need leads, uh, I feel I can close deals, I just need leads to partner with. And I sat back down and as I looked over, there's a lady that locked eyes and said we need to talk. So I spoke to her after, she said, can you meet me tomorrow at the coffee shop? I said yeah, no problem. So she comes with a spreadsheet, Google spreadsheet with 60 dead leads. So not old leads, not follow-up, dead leads. These are 60 dead leads. If you want to work them and see if you can get anything from it, then go ahead. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I got the spreadsheet, and they were, I could see on the spreadsheet they were three months old, and there was a few comments, and I just started to call them one by one. And within two weeks, okay, we had the first two contracts under contract, okay? Um, and that's how I got started. So when I got them on the on the contract and I positioned myself from from control to say, right, what am, what's my fear in the business? My fear is the contract. My fear is that I'm gonna get a house under contract and I've got to buy it. And what am I gonna do? Because I can't I can't buy it, right? That was my mental block. I can talk, I can get signatures, but what am I gonna do with the deal? And I hadn't even learned that bit yet. So I said to her, look, I'll get the contract but you need to go to the house and you need to move it. Like, that's going to be the deal and we'll split 50, 50. And that's what we did. So we did the first two deals and she was like, that's awesome. Like she just got paid and they were small. They were like, um, my cut. Co- with the, the whole thing was probably 3000 and about 3,500, the whole thing. And I got half of it, but it was a massive win. Right. I didn't care how much it was. I just needed to get a deal done. Um, so then your positioning then changes, right? Because you've delivered on what you were going to say.
0: Oh, I think he's frozen. Said, well,
1: you know, how was that? Well, that was awesome. Well, what about if you, oh, I'm back. You're back. Okay, sorry. So what I was saying was um, when, we, when we did that uh, and we got them a couple of deals done and I'd been through the leads, I spoke to probably about 40 of the 60 people. So then said, well, what about if you started to do some more marketing? I'll take the calls and we'll partner. And she was like, done. How much do you want? And I'm like, "Uh, $2,000. And she's like, yeah, let's go. So then she started to mail, started to take the calls. And then I started to do it with three other people, right? So I was working with three other wholesalers. And this was now in Phoenix. I went local. And um, I was working with them. And I was just honest. You know, I said, look, I'm working with all three of you you know, I'll work the phone and I'm going to go obviously where the money is. And then when I started to build the pot, I then started to put my own systems in place to then take a backseat out of the business. And now I solely work on the business and not in it.
0: Okay. A lot of good info. Let me see if I can uh, understand the timeline a little bit better. There was a time where it was about, I think you said around $7,800 to get uh, your education And your thought process was, if I could pay this off in six months, it'll be a good thing. And then you started by sending out direct mail and then you went to networking Mm -hmm. and then you made half of $3,500. Yeah. When did you end up paying off your 7,800 for your education? Did that take a short time or a long time?
1: Yeah. um, Good question. So, when i got it going when i actually did the first two um i would say then probably within uh that them two deals within four deals that it was paid i had profit um i made my goal was to make $40,000 i got offered a job full time for $40,000 and a $5,000 bonus for $45,000 so i thought if i could make 45,000 in um in the first year right so not only i'll get my investment if i can just make that then best move like it's a win again making small wins right i'm not coming out saying i'm going to make a million this year right let's let's get it going let's make it manageable let's turn everything into a positive thing and build on it um so we did that i probably did um i probably made my forty thousand from that point in about four and a
0: half months. Oh, wow. That is that is boss. I like yeah. that.
1: So and that, that's just my then, my cut, right? So then you've got to be thinking, obviously yeah. I'm partnering. And everyone's idea, it's funny now being in the business, the way that I'm set up, where I don't talk to sellers now. I don't make offers. I've got an awesome team that I work with. Fantastic. Um, and, and we partner in the same way. But we can get way more deals done, right? I say this to everyone do you want 50% of something or nothing right do you want to do four deals at 50% or do you want to go and do one on your own um, because as a wholesaler from my experience what I see you can only make you can you can only make so much money on your own before you cap out and you don't have a life you have a job you can't travel because if you do it hurts too much because you have a week off and you don't make any money right so without them systems in place, um, you know, you don't have a business.
0: I love it. All right. So let's transition a little bit um, from where you found a, a way to kind of, well, to, not kind of, to, you found a way to partner with other people that had some parts and then you were able to do your parts. Yeah. And what I want to say to the listener, it doesn't matter if you're doing wholesaling or if you're like me and you're doing multifamily, you usually need to have a similar partnership. You need to usually have somebody who can be really good at the systems, keeping them in place, um, making sure that everybody's following up. And then you need somebody else who is good at contract negotiation, sales, um, getting in front of people, talking like Gavin. And you've been able to create a lot of partnerships like this. And right now you're with uh, Joe McCall having a partnership like this. Can you just tell me about a little bit more about the wisdom of, of making sure that you have both parts to be able to make something successful?
1: Absolutely. And that's a, that's a great point. I'm going to come on to the, the fit of Joe here in a, in a second, but I won't, I want to add one thing because I think people will get a lot from this is that when you, um, and we've done this at events before, Let's say that you're in a room and, and you're doing uh, an event, right? And you've got people to stand up and say, right, who's got money to invest? And who's got time, right? Who's got the money? Who's got the time? Let's get together. Let's make it happen. Because in fact, that's what it is, right? You're exactly right. You can't put, oh, us two have got all the time in the world and we've got no money and we can't do anything or we've got all the money. We can't get anyone that's any good to do anything. So mirroring them two things together, and that's kind of then what came on leading into them when I started to work with Joe. We actually met um, in Spain, in Marbella, at an event, and, uh, and that's how we met. Um, it was Tom's and, and Joe's event um, I was attending. I was in Spain, and uh, that's where me and Joe met, and uh, you know, we, had, we had lunch. We were sitting beside each other, and Tom had uh, multiple coaches under him, and, and I felt like what needs to change in, in Joe's program? How could I strengthen it, right? Could I strengthen it? And this is, everyone thinks like Joe's obviously very successful. He's also got a podcast. Um, and no one, Joe didn't come knocking on my door saying, hey, let's work together. You know, but like you have to go and create the opportunity. So that's, that's what I did when we met. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about a few things. I mentioned a few ideas and, that he liked. So we, we started to test it out. And, uh, you know, that the agreement was, look, let's see if it's going to be valuable to the program. If it's not, we haven't lost anything. And then if it is, then let's go from there. And that's kind of how we started. And now I think we're probably three and a half years in, something like that. And uh, it's going great.
0: Um, are there any of those things that you had You know, you were the visionary at this time. Is there any of those things that you were thinking might be able to change the business that you could speak of and talk about how it changed the business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I came through, I didn't, like I said, I didn't work directly with Joe. I I had the material, Um, but I'm very big on communication. If you're going to have a business, you've got to be a great communicator. Right. So even though I'm sitting here saying, oh, well, I don't make the seller calls anymore and I don't talk to the buyers, but I'm still communicating every single day, multiple times a day with the team. And that's on the coaching side. Me and Joe talk every morning, 15 minutes. OK, Melissa on the ground in Birmingham, rock star, kills it. We talk every day, multiple times a day. I talk with the VAs every day. Me personally, I have access to me. Because I know that if they have access and I can work with them, then then we're going to drive drive the business forward. So with Joe, um, it was a fact of I knew that he was good. Uh, if we spoke once; he probably won't remember this. But Joe's more of a guy. It's just like you've got everything you need; just do it. You know, just get on with it. Like well, there's nothing else. Just just take action and do it. But some people need more than that, right? It's it's getting them um <coughs> excuse me to think behind that of well what's stopping me from doing this and normally it's the mental block it's the fear it's the things you've got to get around and if you can get someone to be more comfortable with it if you look and look and analyze worst case like people think the phones a cactus right they don't want to pick it up they're scared and if we think about it like uh, oh, and I don't want to ruin my marketing that's coming in. No problem. Let's call Craigslist, uh, the other side of the States, and let's randomly call someone. And guess what? You have a little red button that you can put down at any time, right? So you can hang up. Let's just practice. And then we have it, oh, well, the time difference. I get off late. Okay, let's call California, the three hours behind us from the East Coast. Let's practice. Because by doing that, you, you can teach what to say in the delivery, but you've got to get comfortable. And the way that I say it is that if you start with call one, call five is going to be better. Ten is going to be better. It's going to get easier and it's going to get better from the doing, right? And sometimes and we do a lot of role plays as well, which helps because if you can role play, it's much more difficult than when you're in the four walls at home making a seller call when no one can hear you or no one's analyzing.
0: I completely agree, I think it's really interesting that um from from my experience that i've been running a meetup group for a long time, and sometimes I can sit down with somebody you can kind give them the I can give them what I think is the step by step and and they 'll go off and they 'll make five hundred thousand dollars just in a few months and then other times I feel like I can give step by step, but then that person those people. Sometimes just never do anything. And so, what you just said is something that can be really beneficial to a person that ha- doesn't, isn't ready or hasn't taken that step, even though they have the knowledge. Yeah. It's knowing that the fifth call is going to be better than the first call, and the tenth call is going to be better than the fifth call. And you don't have to call, um, you know, your exact market. You can practice on. Florida. You can practice on California just to get the scripts going. And Absolutely. then you, the other thing that you mentioned is literally having one-on-one, um, what was the term for it? When, role play. Role no, play you yeah. actually sit there one-on-one and uh, bounce the ideas, practice it between two people before you get off. Because what I think a lot of people need to know it, before they make those calls is they need to know what it feels like to come out of their mouth because when they can see themselves doing it, yeah. then they can actually do it. And so otherwise they get choked up and they're unable to, to uh, you know use the script, which I think pulls me into the question that I really wanted to pull from you today uh-huh. because I know you have a ton of information on this, but it's the, it's the question of all these other uh, gurus Yep. Are actually saying you have you can't close on the phone. You have to go into the house. It, you, you're going to get a way better uh, you know sales rate if you find your way to like drive to their house. Yep. and I, I've personally driven to a lot of houses when I was doing wholesaling and fix and flipping. And not every call happens. Not every um, call uh, house call turns into yep. a sale, and mm-hmm. it can get frustrating as a new wholesaler when yep. you're practicing these things yep. and so the one thing that i think we can really get from you is how do you get your mindset around being okay with going against what you've heard from everyone else and actually selling on the phone
1: um well that's a good that's that's a great question and i will i will add something we're gonna we'll go into that that if you're at least going to go on the appointment. Right, So let's say face-to-face sales are always going to beat on the phone, is okay? in your ratio. But my theory is how many more calls can I make than you while you're traveling there, you spend an hour there, you travel back. So on the quantity of me doing more calls, I feel I can get more contracts Okay, than uh, if I'm going face-to-face or if someone is going face-to-face. Okay. And, and a lot of it's the position. As soon as you get, when you go out of state, right, you can't physically go to the property. So that's one thing that, that helps, right? Like well, I can't get there anyway. So I've got to do it on the phone because if it's down the street, I used to do deals in Phoenix. that would be 10 minutes away and I was dedicated that I am not going right. Someone else is going to go, I'm going to figure it out. Now, when you get on to getting the contract about the position, people say, well, how do you know the repairs? Well, you can listen to the seller, right? The seller's going to give you what's wrong with the house, kind of. (laughs) You probably know that um, there's more, right? Are they going to tell you the whole truth? But here's the thing. I'm not bothered about that. If my formula works to move the deal based on the repairs that they have given me, I will lock the property up all day long. Guess what's going to happen? When I send the buyer in, or if you've got acquisitions or you've got someone taking pictures that actually goes and looks at the property and now, oh, it would need a paint and carpet, but actually there's a hole in the roof and there's this and this, we renegotiate. It's the easiest renegotiation when you can go back and kind of put it back on the seller that, hey, Mr. I know you said that it was just a paint and carpet. Well, actually there's a hole in the roof and there's this. There's actually more repairs needed. There's no way we're going to be able to get that price. You know, this isn't going to work. And then we renegotiate the contract to actually make it sense. And that's a that's a different way of doing it. than I'm not saying go and lock it up high and renegotiate. I'm not saying that. We always negotiate the deal that works based on the facts of what the seller's giving us.
0: Yeah, based on the information that you have, you Correct. negotiate it based on that. And if you find information that the seller didn't share, it's the only time you're re we Absolutely. call it retrade in, in commercial. It's called renegotiate in uh, single family. That's the only time you do that, right? Yeah. It's Absolutely. it's not like you're just uh locking it up and then and then just like trying to get it down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the wrong way I think to do it. But but exactly. when you I, I like I like how you're saying to do it. It's yeah. it's the right way.
1: And I just wanted to clarify that so people didn't get that wrong. Yeah, because there is people that do it, and it frustrates frustrates me. I when you're in Phoenix, one of the, I mean, there's wholesalers everywhere, and people are like thirty thousand more than you. And it, I mean, you know, in a, no way is it going to move. I mean, it's not even mm-hmm. like close. So yeah,
0: love it. Gavin, thank you so much for coming on the show. I need to bring you back on. I know we can just get so many different golden nuggets out of you. I really, really appreciate your time. I uh, really re- appreciate you just coming on and, and just opening up, you know, the, 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 the curtains and showing us exactly what's going on, how to be successful in this business. Coming from somebody who, you know, just made 200 grand just in the first few months, literally only in wholesale fees and you'd be able to show us like, what is it that is making you successful has really benefited me and the podcast listeners. So I really appreciate your time.
1: No, thank you for having me on. You do a great job and uh, we appreciate you.
0: Ah, uh, you are too nice. We could, we could do this all day. <laughs> all right, my friend, I will let you go. But until right. next time, think outside the box. Hey, podcast listener, I will be in Dallas, Texas on July 25th, 26th, and 27th of this year. July 25th, 26th, and 27th. I'd love to meet you there, but that's not why I'm sharing this. Why I'm sharing this is holy cow, the people that are going to be speaking at this event, I mean, there's going to be hundreds of attendees. Hal Elrod, Corey Peterson, Robert Helms. Joe Fairless, Andrew Cushman, me, Adam Adams, Matt Fairclough, David Zook, Brian Burke, Michael Becker, Reed Goosens, Dan Hanford, and Neil Bawa. It's going to be insane. It'll be in Dallas, Texas on July, I almost forgot, July 25th, 26th and 27th i want you to go get your tickets just go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash adam if you do the forward slash adam you save an, an extra hundred bucks okay don't just go to dealmakerliveevent.com because then you pay an extra hundred bucks but go to dealmakerliveevent.com forward slash adam and i'll just put that link in the show notes see you there